Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the same. You could never understand. Feel the fortune. My legs and a silly something in me cry out for knocking down the milestones, down one by one, and stopping at nothing. For years I've been telling myself that it is not the miles in the life that count, but the life in the miles. But still, this silly restlessness hurries me along. Well, we know where we're going, but we don't know where we've been, and we know. lovely build-up to the road to nowhere. You're listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show here on Radical Radio 3CR. Podcasting, streaming, or listening on the transistor in the kitchen. 855 on the AM dial. Whoa. Take a breath. (laughs) (laughs) Sit up. Ease that cadence down. That lovely quote from the Miles was from... Harold Elvin, I can't place a name or anything else to him, poor old Harold, but a lovely reminder not to be such a hurry all the time. Well, been a big week. We've had a wonderful Radiothon show. Faith, good to see you again. Good to see you again, Val. That's a way. And Annie, good to see you from Melbourne Dirt. Lovely to meet you both. Along for the ride, as, as uh, we would say. Sorry, I'm mixing up people now. Mixing metaphors too. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, look, I was trying to trying to wise in in the intro. A lovely first quarter moon. Venus is absolutely spectacular in the evening sky at night, and there are wattles on the trees. There are. Yes. It's, uh, Gooling, I think, is the the season is when it? the the wattle appears. Ah. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, yeah. And he, not there one day, next day, everywhere. Yep. Absolutely lovely. Well, we've got a bit of a show. I'm, Faith, you've had a bike moment to start us off? I had a bike moment yesterday. Um, with Mary Beck Bug, we ran a uh, Death in Brunswick ride. 
um, visiting some of the locations from the film, uh, which was just one of those nice things where you have we watched the film first and then we took yep. about 25 people uh, on a ride around Marybeck visiting some of the locations. And, uh, yeah, it was just one of those really nice, relaxed, fun rides where everyone was having a bit of a laugh. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> What a, what a great idea. It was We did it with Brunswick Daily and Brunswick Community History Group. Yep. So, yeah, really nice people to work with on oh, something yeah, yeah. like that. You've great got everything. Fun. Bombay Club. Yep. Great graveyard. The kitchen inside the, kitchen. the Bombay Rock Club, which is now, what, the putt, an indoor golf oh, place, yep. uh, is almost unchanged. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. Oh. Sydney Road's not much changed. <laughs> just quietly. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, God, you're bringing back memories now. Um, um, Annie, I um, I'll let you go. Last time, this, you know, always a riding to the, do the show, always think, oh, bike moment, you know. Um, I've got a couple of wonderful wind tunnels close to me on my <laughs> ride, so it's always really interesting to go really fight against something. But look, on the ride uh, here this morning, father and a young son, um, Youngstun still on a just a balanced bike, but with pedals on. Um, Dad on a very nicely done Brompton single speed. He's got the little boy's back, colourful backpack on his back. I'm not sure where they're off to. Well, we obviously um, pull up at the same red light to, light to cross Hoddle Street. You know, he makes a comment about red bikes, and I say, yes, they go faster. <laughs> But just one of those lovely things, the two of them off to right, and both of them on exactly the same wheel size. The little balance bike and the Brompton. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was very lovely. Mm -hmm. Annie, what about something to share with us? Kick us off. Sure. Um, My back moment comes from yesterday when I was out on Jajawaran country in Castlemaine, and I was riding with a friend um, on the local trails, and it was just so beautiful to be out there. Um, really had that sense of winter with all the mm. kind of dew on the on the leaves and the wildflowers was starting to come out. And I hadn't ridden those trails for a, a couple of years since I was living up there during some of the lockdowns. So it was nice to revisit those trails that were pretty familiar, but with a new sense of energy and lots of fungi on the ground while we were burning through the bush. It was beautiful. Yeah. It's a wonderful season to ride in winter. I think, yeah, yeah. highly underrated very much underrated. Yeah. Yeah. And look, especially, you know, we sometimes we go over the top on this, but especially around Melbourne when we have such a large planting of deciduous please, trees, it gives streets completely different looks. Mm. Once it's open to the light, it's you know, changes the way thing looks, changes the smell of things, you know. It really is one of those lovely seasons. Yeah. Uh, can I um I, I forgot to mention one thing about my bike moment, which I think you'll appreciate, Val, so I feel like I need to sneak it in. <laughs> one guy turned up to our death in Brunswick ride on a Malvern Star Skidmaster from nineteen sixty nine. Tell me with the stick shift three speed. No, no, with the, oh, with yeah, the yeah. um oh, beautiful the, curved frame. The coronation oh, frame. Well it's Oh yeah, with, I know. Yeah, that. but yeah. not with the coronation bit at the front. Yeah, yeah. Just the yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, very period correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd only had it a day. 
He'd just picked oh, it up. Wow. So. Oh, wow. Was, yeah. Fairly good. That is great. Well, I love that idea. It's like Bloomstate, you know, <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> less drunk. I saw Paul Kelly and the coloured dots downstairs here once. It's got a, it is, was a wonderful part of Melbourne in those days. Yeah. I mean, there was nothing else, you know, let's not go back down nostalgia too. <laughs> but it was, it had all, it had, that film su- summed it up completely. Yep. Yep. Monkey Grip actually told mm. us what Melbourne was all about. <laughs> Oh, Faith, a bit of news? Um, well, yeah. the news is that it is 3CR Radiothon and we only have $40 to go to oh. achieve our goal for this year. I've got some news for you. We're over the goal then. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Congratulations. Congratulations, Yara. Um, yeah. We've had donations. I'll just quickly go through some of the most recent donations since uh, the show last Monday. Uh, Alexandra has made a donation of $50. Charlie and Salty Chan donated $100. Uh, Ron has donated $50. Dana, as usual, has made multiple generous donations. Um, Owen has made a donation of $30. Nicholas has donated $50. And I've got an anonymous donation for $50. So all together we are now uh, achieved our um, goal for this year's Radiothon. There we go. Thank you very much to everybody who listens to the show and donates. And helps keep uh, Radical Radio on the air and the voices, not just of this program, but uh, programs that give people who don't normally get a voice in the mainstream media um, on air and uh, being heard. Yes, and we will keep going. We're going to be right back after this uh, to catch up with a bit of Melbourne dirt. Yarrabug would like to thank our sponsor, Vacro's Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics, and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Tuesday or Thursday. And just before we get into today's topic, we'll just briefly mention that the um, because this is a landmark event, if it actually happens, the um, correct if <laughs> Gips, the Gipps Street steps are due to demolition is due to start today. So um, if anyone did ride that way this morning and and has an update, we'd appreciate hearing. It's been uh, in by our reckoning. 25 years or more since yeah. the campaign to have those replaced started and um, it's supposedly underway today. The new ramp that will be built in their place should be finished by 2024, mid-2024. Not- I held my breath. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a while. <laughs> but to get to things that are actually happening now and very exciting things, uh, Annie Keynes from Melbourne Dirt is our guest in the studio today. And we've 
talked about mold and dirt and had different uh, members here as uh, guests in the past, but today we're here to talk about the the emergence of uh, the first Australian chapter of Radical Adventure Riders. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, exciting news. So Radical Adventure Riders started in America in 2017 and we've got um, the leading force of Dr. Stephanie Jowett uh, up in Mianjin who has created an opportunity for us here in Australia to have a chapter, which is huge. That's great. And such a great, um, a natural progression for Melbourne Dirt. Um, what are some of the values Melbourne Dirt and Radical Adventure Riders share and how did you see this path forward? Yeah. Um, so Melbourne Dirt is a off-road cycling group for marginalised uh, communities. So we create an opportunity for, um, yeah, women and gender diverse people as well as people of colour to come out and ride every week on a Wednesday evening. Um, it's really about bringing community together. And likewise with Radical Adventure Riders, it's an opportunity to join forces and create opportunities for people that don't necessarily have equal access to riding or bikepacking um, or just getting out on their daily commuter. Um, so it's an opportunity to collaborate and uh, centralise and come together and provide opportunities for people. And how, what's going to happen with Radical Adventure Riders first? What's first up? So first up, we're just kind of uh, building our committee um, and then there's going to be weekly and monthly events here in Nam, and then we're going to try and start to hold some other events in the other states as well. Um, and our big kind of kickoff will be a summer solstice ride. So oh, in wow. December. Awesome. And that's a, this is a multi-day bikepacking rides, I presume. Am I right? Any of my... Yeah, so it'll be an opportunity for multi-day bikepacking, um, but as well as just kind of providing opportunities for information to be shared amongst our community um, yep. that has otherwise previously felt gatekept. So yep. um, I'm very fortunate to do a day a week at Commuter Cycles where I'm a mechanic um, and I'm the only female mechanic at Commuter. Um, and so I have a very fortunate opportunity through Melbourne Dirt as well as Radical Adventure Riders to now be able to pass on this information to other people that want to learn more about, you know, the maintenance of their bike and, you know, what to do if they're out on trail and something comes up. So it's really about sharing information. And it is. I mean, if um, <laughs> this show is so built on this idea that actually – you see it so far, very often there be, might be one person in a street or there might be one person in amongst a group of students or who's actually got some bike skills. Then they become the start of the chain reaction that gets everything around them working towards the same thing. Yes. Listen, just on a question, you've been going for a long time now, Melbourne. Things can rise and fall quickly. What do you put it down to? Is it... Um, some things, you know, I'm not wishing this on anything, but it takes some things, not special, but there needs to be a good colliding of people and opportunities for things to keep surviving. Yeah. Do meeting up once a week make a big difference? I think so. And I think um, I think we've just come to the realisation that the most radical thing you can do when you are a marginalised person is come together and join forces with other people. Yeah. Um, and so that sense of community that we get from riding together every week um, ensures that there's a bit of, yeah, it's just a 
opportunity to keep on riding and feel safe in a space with other riders. Um, and I think Melbourne Dirt has really kind of evolved. Um, it started off as Melbourne Hurt, which was track cycling down yep. at the Brunswick Velodrome. And then it moved into um, cyclocross when that was really popular. And that was a great opportunity for um, women and gender diverse people to come together and be a little bit competitive and feel safe doing so without it feeling too egotistical or very yeah. masculine space. Yep. And then it's kind of moved and diversified again into a bit more like bikepacking or gravel riding, a bit more kind of mountain bike techie trails stuff. So it's really uh, creating the opportunity for it to be versatile and to shift and change with what the community wants as well, I think has really enabled it to keep on rolling and yeah, be sustainable. And with the sort of evolution to radical adventure riders because Melbourne Dirt are well established and you have a community. Have you been able to identify people in other areas of Australia who can help build that community there? Yeah, exactly. Um, So we've been very fortunate that there's been quite a few people that um, have stepped up in both uh, Queensland and New South Wales and who are really interested in kind of working with us and getting ideas from Melbourne Dirt and kind of understanding our stories and what's worked and what hasn't and therefore kind of having a bit of a a format as well as the support to then start things such as a weekly ride or a coffee outside or those kind of things in those states and again create more opportunity for community. Yeah and things like coffee outside I mean that's great because it getting started for people who don't see themselves in those spaces can be quite intimidating so something as simple as well just come along to coffee outside that's that's a great starting point I think for a lot of people exactly and I the thing I love about coffee outside um it was certainly the catalyst for me really getting into bikes um because I met some people there was no I don't know no kind of um pretense or you didn't have to ride a lot you just could just turn up with whatever bike that you had and then people were willing to share information with you or invite you out on a ride or kind of really support you lend you gear that kind of thing so it doesn't matter who you are you can just come and meet some other like-minded folk yeah and then connect with people and then potentially ride your bike more as well they're big barriers sometimes aren't they definitely um and especially as cycling can be you know sometimes about knocking down those milestones instead of actually we're talking about rides that are actually community you know the build communities how do you get over that first bit um for me it was i don't know i was really fighting this um idea in myself of kind of feeling quite frustrated that i wasn't seeing many other females or gender diverse people or queer people cycling and um, particularly in the kind of gravel and you know, touring scene, yeah, I was yeah. just mostly riding with men. Um, and then I was kind of feeling this competitive edge. And then I was like, is that my feminism coming through or what's coming through? <laughs> yeah. you know? But I think for me, it was um, kind of talking about it and then talking to men about it. And then also hearing them feel frustrated that they had a lot of the knowledge and didn't really know what to do with it. And therefore yeah. starting the conversations um, and then, yeah, talking to other females and then them really connecting and through that, I've felt incredibly empowered. And I think that's the beauty of both Melbourne Dirt and Radical Adventure Riders is creating opportunity 
for people to feel empowered. Um, I, I'm also studying occupational therapy as well as working at commuter. And sometimes as a bit of a procrastination technique, I read academic articles about <laughs> bikes and bike mechanics. And I read this great um, PhD that was done by a, a woman that was based in both Nam and also in Paris. And she was writing about this French word called bellonomy. And it's the overlap between not only the empowerment you get from riding a bike, but also being able to maintain it yourself and how often yeah. women, gender-diverse people aren't often uh, given that opportunity because they're not given that, inf- you know, that uh, opportunity to get their hands on tools or just have mm. that yeah. sense of control over their bike. So for me, yeah, being able to do more mechanics and um, share with other people, I think that's where that empowerment comes from. And just as an aside, that woman has been a guest on oh, this show. Amazing. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's huge. But uh, there's, there's uh, no loose ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think definitely, yeah, having opportunities to talk about um, and connect with other people that are out there riding and kind of overcoming this, their barriers and hearing about that yeah. um, creates an opportunity, I think, for – a dignity of risk that maybe marginalised genders don't necessarily always have, you know, taking yeah. a risk to be out on your bike yeah. and go on longer trips and that kind of thing. Yeah. They're yeah. not often afforded. And they've been going for a while, Radical Adventures. The yeah. Idea, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So since 2017 in America, and there's multiple Book chapters, chapters all over yeah. America, and this is the first chapter that's not in America, so it's huge for us to be, Ooh, yeah, starting yeah. one in Australia. Yeah and creating more opportunity to get on bikes. Yeah. And is that the goal, that eventually we'd have multiple chapters here if you can build that community? I think if we can build that community, I guess um, with Australia being, I guess, a lower density in terms of population, there might just be that need for us to always uh, collaborate, but that's a beautiful thing too. But yeah. hopefully, you know, ideally to have, yeah, multiple chapters and we can be building things like gear libraries where we can be lending gear to people and, yeah, that would be ideal. Yeah. And what does this mean for Melbourne Dirt? So are these two things going to run in parallel or? Yeah, essentially be running in parallel. So Melbourne Dirt will continue um, in its traditional format. And then I guess Radical Adventure Riders will be a bit of an umbrella over us. And then we can uh-huh. keep on building support yep. with, between the two. Yeah. No, that sounds awesome. Very exciting. It is. Um, where's the solstice ride going to? We haven't, <laughs> we haven't organised that as much, but um, if you want to head on to our socials, uh, RA, so R-A-R dot Australia, um, you'll be able to find more information. And we're really looking for um, people to get on board at this mm-hmm. stage in terms of we're creating a bit of a, a committee of people because it's really about hearing everybody's voices. Um, so if you're interested in being involved um, in a bit of a steering committee and organising events and uh, yeah. thinking about merchandise and rides and uh, mechanics, then please reach out. We'd love to have you on board. And how do people get in touch with you? So again, um, through our Instagram, so Ra- Radical Adventure Riders, R-A-R dot Australia. Yeah. yeah, and we'll link to that when we put the podcast up so people can find it. Wonderful, thank you. We can. And uh, besides the solstice ride, are there any other concrete plans yet? Yeah, so the intention in Nam is to be having a fortnightly coffee outside that will be starting um, very shortly um, and we'll also be collaborating with Melbourne Dirt in August to have a Tales from the Trails event so oh, cool. people can come along and hear from um, I'll, I'll hopefully be talking about mechanics as well as um, a friend Jen will be talking about gender diversity and inclusion in cycling 
and another Melbourne Dirt person, Kia Binch, will be talking about um, getting out on multi-day rides and what's involved with that. Cool. That sounds very exciting. We're <laughs> <laughs> looking at each other. Any look, um, how are you finding bike shop world? I am finding it uh, pretty amazing. Uh, I know that you have also worked at Commuter Cycles. I want to get that. That's yeah. Yeah, the community there. I think initially I was a little bit uh, apprehensive about being in bike shops. So I've only been riding really for yeah, the last yeah. two and a half years, um, and I found it pretty tricky to get inside. To, because I was a bit fearful of the gate kept information. But yeah. now that I'm working at Commuter, it's been the most fantastic thing to meet with and connect with other people and also have the opportunity to be on the tools is pretty yeah. pretty radical. And look, what the reason why I'm asking the question was because it's taken a long time, long far longer than it should have, to actually be much more inclusive. I'm talking about mechanicing, that sort of inside that cycle world or that commercial cycle world is it it's slowly opening up though it's getting there bit by bit definitely um and i think hugh and will at commuter are very open to and really wanting to diversify their team and also have members in their bike shop shop or staff that are representing their uh, customers as well so for us to be Uh, able to you know have plenty of females um working at commuter so that we can then be helping people get their bike and overcome their own barriers and challenges. And then I can also be servicing their bikes. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah, and use those skills in your own particular situations. Yeah, exactly. Then upskilling other people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's pretty powerful stuff. Infiltrating. Yeah, I know. Actually, we're taking over. <laughs> well, some would say undermining. But anyway, let's move on. Yes, even better. Exactly find the weak point. But it is one of those issues and – and I think, you know, I could say over the last 17 years since I've been back in Australia, you do see a shop will have a woman working as a mechanic and and you think, oh, it's changing, and then eventually she moves on and there's there's no change throughout the no. shops and, and there's always like the occasional. And I was talking to someone recently about this. We were trying to line up some um, more mechanic classes for women and the importance that they're run by women because um, that just, in my experience, works better. But it ends up being that you always have this very small pool of women who can do the teaching and so they end up sort of being slammed a bit, like they're constantly being asked to speak or yeah. to teach or to and, – and people get burnt out and we never seem to get really beyond that small pool who – and it's often volunteer stuff – keep things turning over but that bigger change doesn't sort of come. I know um, and, I've yeah, I felt that a little bit myself as well, taking on the mechanics role um, and, you know, it being a blessing and a curse, like what a great opportunity but also don't want to be tokenised or don't want to be, you know, don't want to burn out. But I think there needs to be more conversation about how we can create more opportunities for people to get involved in that aspect of bikes yeah. and hopefully mm-hmm. Radical Adventure Riders will create that opportunity. But I think Hugh and Will at Commuter are really good at ins- – we've had these big conversations about ensuring – that I'm opening the door for other people and that it'll be sustainable and there'll be opportunities for people to do training, say, at like the Bicycle Academy are doing really intensive yep. um, 
like bike mechanics training alongside having opportunities to be in the workshop as well. Yep, yep. No, and I do, I guess I do see it, those things happening closer together now. Like the, so maybe that sort of progression is happening that the, the, the pressure is bubbling up and. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I think it's just, um, yeah, people realizing that they can step into those roles and then yep. I think it's so important to, yeah, yeah be diverse and show representation and yeah have more people in the, in the workshop and we're highlighting one of those things there's been a and i hate to call it well i'm going to call it there's been a dumbing down of people's ability to fix things with their own hands men and women Definitely. i mean i'm confronted with a lot of people who you would think at their age would know some things but actually we've we've really been discouraged from actually doing any of it i know things become harder to do now i know i wouldn't touch a pair of hydraulic brakes because those things have gone past me but in a lot of other things everybody's been left behind mm. mm. yeah no it's important and then on somber note <laughs> that's <laughs> Oh, and he's here to change that. Yeah, and radical <laughs> adventure riders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the first push of the yeah. pedal, so it's, that's what it's going to and, and that's what it's about, empowering yeah. people exactly. to have the confidence yeah. to know that they can fix things, they can pedal, yeah. and they can um, sustain themselves out doing an yeah. activity. Yeah, exactly. And they can also, yeah, find like-minded community yeah. through doing that as well. Yeah. It's yeah. incredibly empowering. And I think just the idea of teaching actually has a more impact on the teacher sometimes than actually the people they're teaching. I've found you actually start to look at things completely differently mm. and it really makes you change a lot yeah. you know, and makes you much more inclusive. It creates that feedback loop, yeah, yeah. hopefully. Yes, that's um thank we want to thank you one last thank you for anybody for everybody who's given during the radiothon and if you're just listening to the show for the first time not too late to donate or subscribe to Thracia. <laughs> we'll just also do a reminder about one event coming up at the end of the week yes. and that's the critical mass ride on Friday it will be leaving from Federation Square this time at 5 p.m. and this one is to ride down on what was to be the Shrine to Sea route, now a boulevard of broken dreams, I'm calling it. Um, so charge your lights, bring some warm clothes. We'll be finishing at Kerford Road Pier, Yep. Uh, 5 p.m. from Federation Square. And any old timers, it is actually a 5 p.m. leave. Yes. So don't, not the... don't diddy-daddle. <laughs> it is at Fed Square, not the State Library. Be there at quarter to five. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be back in a couple of weeks and Chris will be back next Next week. week. And up next is... Shebop.